Good evening, everyone. Welcome to GCP Presents Shite. Volume 6, The Final Dump on Movies for Men. Hi, I'm Andy Ogden, and my guest, as ever, is the one and only Matthew Edwards. Hello, Matty. Well, you're giving me full title there, Andy Matthew, so I feel like I'm in trouble here. You know what I mean? How are we? This is, a, you know, the final episode and of our, you know, we wanted to keep it six episodes, didn't we? Like the old BBC yeah. sitcom series. You know, not, not overstay our welcome. So, you know, this is the last one, but, you know, hope everyone's doing okay this uh, festive season and uh, hope you're all right yourself, mate. I'm doing well myself, mate. Um, before we get into the actual show, what the uh, the listeners voted for, which was um, ECW December to Dismember. Yep. The bastards. <laughs> well, 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 we'll well, we, 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 we will get into it. Um, one thing I did want to announce. So this might be the end of shite. Yeah, but. We will have another series in 2024. Yes. Called Muck. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and this was, I don't know whose who's brainchild this was, but it was a bigger uh, collection, wasn't it, while we were in Newcastle for our Christmas was, night yeah. out the other week. So I think a few things got banded around, a few names, and then we decided on a. And I think we've got the next like two or three seasons names planned. We have, we? yeah, yeah. We've got uh, Muck. And then maybe if there's a third season called Filth. There we go. There we go. But we won't give too, other too much details away about what it's going to be, you know, what, what the topics and such. But you can uh, wait for that suspense, Andy, for 2024. Give you me a bit of suspense. Yes. I, th I think it all come around because we had um, a vault on Twitter. It's like, shite or no shite? And shite won 87% to 13%. So... Well, I said to you, didn't I? I missed, I seen you like thread of, of uh, polls and I missed that one because I was looking out for it. I must have missed that. So I'm glad. So yeah, thanks to everyone who, you know, has, uh, has listened to this season and, you know, has voted yes that they want more of it. So yeah, honestly, big thank you for that one. And It's been emotional, as um, Vinnie Jones once said. <laughs> it, <has. laughs> it really has. So uh, as it's Christmas anyway, before we get into um, December to Dismember, um, I've got a few, I know it's Matty's, like, thing. Top fives. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay, So like what we're going to go into is top five Christmas presents. That I've had or that I'd... That like, you've had. In my life. Top yeah. five. Oh, God almighty. Well, the first, you know, I'm going to break the, uh, the chain here and start with number one's got to be my old Hasbro WWF ring. You know, the old blue ring that you got with the American flag. I yeah. got the one with the, uh, you know, the speaker, the separate speaker set you I got with the, the uh, sound effects. Ah, oh, Andy, that was like, the, it was the bell, the one, two, three, crowd noise, amazing. As I say, the American flag, the WWF title around the, um, around like the built-in commentary table on the side. Oh, yeah. What a ring, mate. What what a, that's got to be like the goat of all accessories, hasn't it? It's got to be like the, the greatest wrestling, like, you know, toy of all time. And I wish I had one now. I'd fucking, you know, I'd still keep it. Keep it. Any more than uh, Any Hasbro? More, oh, 
I used to get, I think I told this one as well. I had this, um, it was a Hulk, Hulk Hogan inflatable. So you, what you've done is, it was like a, um, it was like a punching bag basically, but it was Hulk Hogan's yeah. like body. And you could just like clothesline it, punch it, but it just bounced back and come right back up at you. Yeah. And you said, have some it, great it, it, was, it wasn't doing the job, brother. <laughs> I was going to say, no, I, I, got, I, got, I got the win over Hogan a few times when I was a child. So uh, yeah, that's uh, one of the few guys that did. But that was up there because you should have wrestling matches. It'd be like me and the pillars, like literally two pillows would be tag team partners. Yeah. And it's like three other pillows and Hogan or whatever. <laughs> just, when you're a kid, mate, you're just fucking, your imagination's running wild, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what else are we saying? Best Christmas presents. Gotta say something, Steph's got me over the past few years. Wait there. Steph! Steph! What have you bought me good over the last few years, Christmas presents? I think of something. She said trainees, so I'll have to go with that, Andy. Won't I? That's a bit, yeah. bit of a fucking basic uh, thing, but pair of trainees. She did get me. I'll tell you what she did buy me. Don't know if it was for my birthday or Christmas. Uh, any Kiss fans out there, they, was a, they had a uh, physical DVD releases called Kissology, yeah. and they had volume one, two, and three. And I always had volume one and two. And number three was like extortionate on eBay. Yeah. And I just opened, like, I think it was last Christmas, or Christmas before, bonus present. Like, I kept to last. And I just unwrapped it and then I just seen it, the Holy Grail. And it was just. God fucking, gave yeah. rock and roll, 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 roll to you. you. Yeah. Gave <laughs> rock and roll to you. Gave rock and roll to everyone. Brilliant stuff. Um, For myself, the Hasbro ring. Got to be on everyone's. Fucking hell. I, te- I think that was about 1990, that ring. Um, it was the same year as well. I got a Nintendo Game Boy. Oh, yeah. I-, I-, I come down the stairs in the morning. And <laughs> I think it's a Christmas thing, isn't it? Where they get you like a selection box. Yeah. Yeah. So I had my selection box upstairs with my mum and dad and then running downstairs and it was there on the dining table, which was over there. It's not there now because it's all broken down. Um, But there was like a Hasbro wrestling ring and then it was fucking hell, a Nintendo Game Boy. What a swoop. One one Christmas and you cleaned up there, mate. Tetris and uh, Nintendo World Cup 90. Yes. Oh my god, I was so I, I was like a pig in shit that that fucking Christmas. That, that you cleaned up, mate. Cleaned up. Um, I think another Christmas was when I got Skeletrics. Oh yeah, I had one of them Skeletrics. My brother yeah. got me that. Oh, was, what a fucking yeah! It was that, and also I think it might have been the year after Sabutio. I was just gonna say that Sabutio. Yeah, oh, just okay, like. Yeah. Fucking flicking them across like the dining table. No like, wonder me fucking got no nails on me fucking hands. I've no nails, nails either. It's because I'm a nervous wreck. I've got no nails. Um, <laughs> it wasn't because that's because of fucking booty me. Yeah. Um, one Christmas though, um, I'll tell this story. But like listeners have maybe heard this one before. But um, as people know, I'm well into me horse racing and what have you. So I used to ring up Rapid Race Line, which was one of these telephone lines in the um, like Daily Express when we used to get uh, used to get that paper, you know, to 
and I'd always look at the horse racing that day. Um, so because I didn't want to wait till all the horse racing results on Radio 5 Live, which they used to do at 7 p.m. at night, I'd ring Rapid Race Line because I didn't have teletext on my telly uh, or C facts yeah. or book all. So um, I'd ring Rapid Race Line 60p a minute. If you want to hear the racing commentary from Chepstow, please say yes. And I was like, yes. This is when I was like eight year old, around that age. And um, I was on like, like seven minutes or something. So when the phone bill come at Christmas, my dad would see it. Fucking hell, 200 and fucking odd quid what you done, Andrew. Well, I, I listened to Rapid Race Line. Um, you, you know, like people would be Power Slam Hotline, like Benno would probably be Power Slam. Me Jeans uh, Hotline or fucking, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but it was it was that hotline. So that Christmas, it, it sort of disowned me as a child and what have yeah. you. Uh, and the only Christmas present I got, <laughs> lo and behold, was a horse racing board game called, <laughs> called They're Off. And I played that all Christmas. But it was that Christmas, I, I, I was like, you know, because I felt like, you know, really down down on myself and what have you. And like, because like, my dad wouldn't talk, he wouldn't talk to me all Christmas because of that. Yeah. Because he, he was sort of like the, um, like the only, you know, the only person who was going to work in our family and that yeah. um it was uh it's sort of a bit disheartening i was sort of like looking at pictures around the house and it's like every picture in here is like of our jeff why not me and what have you and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Sort of, I sort of remember that christmas but getting that fucking board game there off i just <laughs> I you still got it like it's fucking comical isn't it <laughs> have you still got it now I probably still got it in the loft. So, I have to dig that one out. Yeah, but um, no. Um, I, I, I think as Christmas presents, like it's it's mainly always the early ones. Like when I got in, like nineteen ninety to about ninety three, then they're always the ones you remember more than now. When your Christmas presents, when you become about thirty or forty year old, it's just like. Hmm. I could have bought that earlier in the year, so <laughs> you know what? And that's you're right. That's with like your nearest and dearest. I think like your family. I think that's where like yeah, yeah. I, I get the text like late November off me two nieces who are like late twenty. Well, your niece is thirty now, thirty one, and one's late twenties, and it's like, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like as you say, little bits and bobs you can get yourself. But yeah. I'm happy with. I've said this all along. I'm happy with like you know spray sets, Andy, like the old ones and that because. Honestly, I end up with about 20 cans of it. Save me money. And, and I don't have to fucking buy none until about June. So I'm sound. <laughs> so then it's my birthday. So it's like it's sound. So, you know, and, and, you know, but I'm appreciative of it. And as you say, as you get older, it's like, what is it? But I don't give to receive. But yeah. I, I'm, I am like a kid. I do like getting presents. And I'm so grateful to any anyone that gets me a present. I love it. I still love Christmas. It's the best, isn't it? It's fucking great. Do, do you still have a tree up? Oh, yeah. Especially with Steph now and the you know being being married and that she's had it up. She would have had it up beginning of November. We've had it up since like the twentieth of November, mate. We've got lights in every window. We've got fucking 
lights on every like hanging like fucking shelf we've got. Yeah, it's all it's our telly's got like uh, like fucking what is it? Fucking tinsel around it and all fucking holly around it. Yeah, it's full works in here, mate. Full works. See with me, um, we've not had a Christmas tree for fucking thirty years. It seems. That's wild, but, man. That's proper wild. That next year you've got to get one, even if it's a little fucking, fucking sick. What yeah, is yeah. it? Um, sick little fucking four foot one or three foot one, whatever. Just get it and just get it up in the corner. Don't so, have to be a big eight foot one. Yeah. See, see, we we used to have one in the attic, but it just got like like dusty and everything. And the the only festive thing we did have, like when my mum and dad were here, was like um, you know, like Christmas cards on like like string. Yeah, always put yeah. string up on all the Christmas cards and what have you. But people yeah. don't do Christmas cards now; it's all e cards, so you can't really uh, present oh, right. a, an e number on you. <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself. Oh. I mean, I still, I still got. I bought. I always buy a pack of fifty every year, yeah. every Christmas. I buy my family's ones on their own, like you know, brother, fucking wife, and all that, sister. But I just buy a pack of fifty cards. Few for the neighbours, workmates. Yeah. When I played, you know, I haven't played footy for a couple of months, so usually the lads of footy get one. I just love it, and I just love a little, you know, little card here and there. It's just fucking sound, isn't it? Yeah. You know what? The listeners have heard 13 minutes of me and Matty uh, talking about... Talking Christmas. Christmas. Talking. Man, it is Christmas. They're going to be... We're trying to get everyone in the spirit, and I was going to say, I was going to save me monologue for the end, but I'll uh, I'll go... I'll save it. Yeah, I will. I'll keep it for the end. Go on. I'll keep um, so what, what we're going on about next is um, Christmas TV. Um, okay. What what are your memories of Christmas TV? Like, what what are some of your like favourite moments or... We're going through the day. Let's start off. So you get up, wouldn't you? You get up about eight, nine o'clock. You know, yeah. you'd watch whatever was on the, you know, in the morning time. But if they had a few kids stuff on, they'd always have the mash on. By eleven, was it? Maybe. And then you got to like twelve o'clock. Santa Claus would be on about twelve to one o'clock, wouldn't it? Like Tim Allen. And then you'd have top of the pop standard at two o'clock. Is an hour or like half one? Yeah. And then, Takes you right through to the Queen's speech, what it was. Yeah. Then it'll be then it'll be you could smell the carrot and turnip and the roast potatoes getting what, done. What, so what, ta- what time do you have Christmas dinner? Well, this is a very uh, delicate subject at the minute, and it used to be standard, you know, as soon as you'd seen the Queen on the telly, you knew it was coming between you know, three, between three and four, I think. No later than four. I'm it's, earlier than that. I'm, I'm Steph, like a, no. one to two o'clock for me. Andy, no, you're in Steph's camp. Steph, when I first got with her, was like, oh, yeah, we have our dinner at, like, half 12. And I was like, what? Christmas dinner at half 12? The sausage and bacon's just settling at half 12 here. And the eggs and that. Fuck <laughs> that off. Another ro- a roast at half 12. So I think it's, like, half one now. I've got to do it with, yeah. uh, with Steph and her family. So it's I've, I've bent over, you know, I've bent over backwards for that. Because I want it, like, three half three, mate. Yeah. It, it, for myself, it's between twelve and one o'clock. And really, that man. Yeah, but I feel full by Queen's speech or King's speech. Why it'll be now and then go for a bit of a kip if the film's not good. What they've got on the BBC. <laughs> go for a sleep hand, yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> and then wake up at five o'clock and think, right, we're in there now. Yeah, but that that's what it was. After that, say after your dinner. Then it'd be like you, you, you're speaking people, whoever's whoever's around, your family, whatever, you're phoning around. And then it was the big stuff then, weren't it? It'd be like the soaps. 
someone getting killed or someone getting married on all the soaps. They always save the big storyline or an affair to get revealed. You know, you'd find out, the other half would find out who's carrying on and that. You'd always get a big blow off of the storyline, yeah. wouldn't you? It's like WrestleMania, isn't it? For the uh, for the soaps, it is though on a Christmas day. It's like the WrestleMania where all your feuds end and then that's it. Then you start off in the new year. And it used to be just that, and then you'd have like maybe a big, a big premiere on. Back in the day, it was like a film from three years before would be on on Christmas Day on Terrestrial, and you'd be like, fucking hell. And you still hadn't seen it, even though it was three years. So just different, different worlds in it now. And as you're older, it's just click of a button, mate. You can just watch anything. I, I think with, I think with myself now, it's more like I can bet on the NBA basketball on the Christmas Day because I can see it on telly and have a nice accumulator going on till about eleven o'clock at night, and that that that's sort of my Christmas Day now is right. watching NBA basketball. I know like OSW Review do a uh, a bit; they upload a po- like a a video podcast on uh, on Christmas. That, that, that's all what it's become like, and you know, obviously having beers and that, and like cooking a bit That's of dinner. A week I, day, I, I'll I'll be I'll I'll be there, Matty, about seven eight o'clock in the morning, peeling rolls potatoes. Oh, that's dedication. That peeling potatoes and doing the. I ain't getting involved in any of the cooking side. I'll be honest with you. I ain't getting it's, involved. It's one thing I love is doing that and fair play. I think I'm mass, you know, like turkey and chicken, you can master easy. But one thing I didn't master till un, until last year was uh, roast beef. Yeah. Like beef is like an absolute bastard to master. And I mastered it last year, like really just like succulent. And you could, you know, put a knife through it. It, yeah. it, it there is sort of a point where it's it's either going to be so tough to eat or just it's it's going to go wrong. But if you get it just right, it's like one of the best best things that you could have. I'm always um, a Marks and Spencers man as well at Christmas. Push the boat out at Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was wandering about around Marks's like two days ago, like you know. Surveying the area, like what, yeah, I buy, yeah. what I can buy when I get paid, and it's like oh, twelve quid for a turkey, and um... no, what I do like though, obviously, you gotta have. I mean, and people might be listening to this who are obviously veggies or whatever, and but if you're a meat eater, you've got to have turkey on Christmas Day. I don't care about your duck, Ooh, your gammon, your beef. You've got to have turkey, Andy. You've got to have it. Otherwise, well, it doesn't. Well, it shouldn't. You might as well not have a Christmas dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> In my eyes, that. Well, I were, I were going to say, Matty, we will get into the meats later. Okay, okay. Uh, we won't spoil it for the viewers. There is a okay. wrestler on ECW December to Dismember who is very meaty. Okay, okay. In just name. Yes. Um, <laughs> we, we will get into that. But that is the Christmas talk out of the way. Okay. As we get into ECW. December to December 2006, all of 17 fucking years ago. Wild. Fucking hell, it was just like yesterday, Matty. It was. It just goes nowhere, does it, mate? As you get older, it just flies by. Where were you in 2006? 2006, mate, fucking hell. Yeah, I think we done... Did we do our 
out of cheap plug here, our time podcast in 2007. We done the last episode we done of that. So yeah, I would have been obviously 20 years of age, still fresh out of sixth yeah. form, you know. Yeah, the, hair then, didn't you? I, I did have hair that I had a good head of it. I'd be still had my beard, <laughs> but I was still rocking the be uh, the Batista sideies and the Batista ah. goatee. Oh, I was, I, I, it, we, yeah. we, we, funnily enough, Matty, because I've been as we were recording this, I've been out on the piss with um. Great Bashiel, Mr. Nah. Lemay. And he was showing Lemay, us man. he was showing us pictures from probably 20 years ago when he had air. He was a good looking bastard, I will say that. I think I've seen a little picture of that yeah. maybe in passing. Yeah. So yeah. you know, if he's listening to this, Chris, get more on, mate. Get more on there. We want to see, we want to see uh, you with a full head of air. But it was, it was just take 20 years, Andy. So, you know, 17 years. So well, yeah, I would have been 20. And yeah, just 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 living large, loving still, you know, collecting me wrestling, nothing's changed there, just just watching it and just being immersed. And this is where because this was obviously a WWE ECW, yeah. I, I was banging, I was banging to it, you know, whatever it, whatever they were putting out on telly, I was watching. So yeah, great stuff. Yeah, we always into like um did you you watched ECW when it was ECW, like on like uh Bravo, like Bravo and what have you? Yeah, like yeah on a Friday I'm... night at nine o'clock it was. Yeah, and it always be replayed, and you know, my cousin Gary always loved ECW, he had the tapes and I knew what was going on and all of it, and I knew what was uh, was happening. I like, can never forget this story, that was great. Where um obviously like when the they signed Taz and the Dudleys and all that before the invasion and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he was bigging up the 3D. He was like, you know, no one will take it in WWE. He was like, you know, they're all they're all scared in WWE. They're not like as, as hard as the ECW wrestlers. No one will take the 3D. I think like two weeks in, The Rock was taking it through a table. And I was like, well, there you go. The Rock's just took one through yeah. a table. <laughs> no one's asked about the 3D. Like, well, yeah, just it was great though back in the day. Like the stigma ECW had. That's like, it was more real and hardcore, obviously. And, you know, people still are fondly about it today, aren't they? Like, so... They still chant it as well. There you go. Well, they will whenever be. they see a table, it's like UC yeah. Dub. <laughs> Made its mark, mate. Can't can't deny that. Um, I, I know you've done a podcast recently about the um, the first month of WWE yeah, and ECW, yeah. Yeah. and uh, you seemed to enjoy it, didn't you? Yeah, it was because it was like you had uh, Edge and Orton. In the main events and stuff, yeah. and tag matches, and like they were they were built around because Edge was feuding with Van Damme, who was the champion. So it crossed, you know, promoted Raw, SmackDown. So it was basically, you know, what everyone knows. You know, I'm not saying not a new year. I don't think to know one that it was obviously wasn't the original ECW by any means. It was a watered down WWE version. So I was fucking loving it. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> um. So with this uh, this show, it's very much. It's known as the show where Paul Heyman seems to lose control of the actual product itself. Like he Vince quits them the week after or the he next day. He quits the week whatever, after, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's, it, it's sort of like Vince tells him, I don't like it. Don't like it, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we, we go into it. I mean, for me, it's, you know, the show itself, it's, it's bookended by two, I think, really good matches. And then yeah. in between, we can talk about the act absolute shite of why why it's on here but it's just one of them when you look at it it's 
you can you can you hear about the stories of them battling behind the scenes, Heyman and Vince and Stephanie maybe is involved, where it's like Heyman's wanting to go one direction, but you can just see Vince is just like with our core Ollie getting added over Sabu, it's yeah. just Vince's print all over it, and it's like you can just you can just imagine the constant battle like. Mm. Um, so let's let's get into the show itself. Um, it's all built around the extreme elimination chamber match. Um, the theme tune as well is which seems to be the WWE's idea of what the theme tune of ECW shows should be. Let the bodies hit the floor by drowning pool. <laughs> One of the greatest songs of all time, Andy. Let's let's not get it. Well, the lead singer, didn't he? He did, he did. Dave, oh, can't quite get his second name, but Dave, yeah, he died. Literally, he didn't really, you know, see the fruits of the success, really. He died no. pretty much a year into the success. And that first album, mate, Sinner, fucking great stuff. Is that is that one you get your um, you, you dance onto in the ship in Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great, <laughs> great album. Bodies are great, absolute... All time anthem, mate. You know, everyone, anyone who's a new metal fan or a metal fan will will totally agree on that. And that's even one. There's that and Soil Halo. You ever heard that song? Hey, Halo. Halo. They're the two, Andy. Right, that even your most staunch metalheads who look down on new metal. If yeah. they've had a couple of bottles and that comes on in a rock club, they'll be on the dance floor throwing their heads to it. So that's what always them two songs will always just live on in infamy. Um, so, so this show was um, based in Augusta, Georgia. Now, I've, I've been, I've been in um, what's it, Atlanta, um, before in in the airport. Nearly got, nearly missed missed my flight home in Augusta. Not in Augusta, in Atlanta itself. But Augusta, Georgia, is the home of the U.S. Masters. Gonna say that any time I hear Augusta, I just think of the Masters. Yeah, I do. That's standard. It is. Um, so, such a good place to have an event like this. On commentary tonight was um, Joey Styles and Peter Cernica Jones. <laughs> as... <laughs> um, Matt, it, um, I know you you probably listened to Taz on commentary many a times. Oh, yeah. Is he, for me, currently... He's the best commentator in the whole fucking world. Now I'm not. I'm not gonna get me like you know ECW, ECW, talk about AW, like whatever on here. But he's always been good, Taz. He didn't need to go yeah. to AEW for people to realise he's good. He's always been good since he was put on commentary with Michael Cole on SmackDown. He was fucking brilliant. Like I've always enjoyed him. He knows when to be serious. He knows when to be not. I feel like nowadays he's more non-serious or unserious. Yeah, he feels like that mate in a pub, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, he can he can take the piss out of him out of himself as well. You know what I mean? He's always done that with. He always had, you know, he's come up with some iconic lines. You know, when Brock Lesnar's music here comes well, the pain. Here comes the pain. Legendary, like stuff like that. So you you, you can never dispute what he's done. always been a big fan on commentary. Always. What about Joey Styles? Yeah, I've seen a bit of like I don't know whether it was Benno being a bit negative on Joey Styles. I, I, I'm not throwing Benno under the bus if it wasn't him, but I think it was the saying bus. the Benno <laughs> bus that um, that he wasn't that good. Joey Styles, I disagree. I mean, to 
to do pay-per-views and TV on your own, I think that's hard. That's a, and he made it credible. He, he made everything, you know, knew everything what he was doing. You know, yeah. I, I always got a lot of time for Joey Styles. Maybe I think it was him not liking him in WWE, but once again, he's got to be watered down, hasn't he? You know what I mean? And he can't be the original Joey Styles. But I think in, in the original ECW, one of, dare I say, one of the best of all time. Yeah. Easily, easily so. Um, it, 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 taking from someone who's done commentary on, like we've had Jeff before on the show uh, for yeah. time of wrestling, it's fucking hard work. I can only imagine, mate. Only, yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to give it a go. Like, don't get me wrong, I'd love to give it a go, but I can imagine it to be hard, well, especially it, if you've got someone shouting down your ear. No, no, to try and talk for like three hours from this actual settee. To do like voiceover commentary for a show, it's fucking hard, you know. See, I'd, fi- I'd find voiceover to be easier than live, as yeah. maybe as people might be thinking that sounds mad, but I think that'd be way easier, way, way easier. Yeah. Um, anywho, um, also on the Spanish table was Hugo Savinovich and Carlos Cabrera. I bet there was a lot of fucking white powder under that fucking table, weren't there? <laughs> The OGs, though, and the idea of the Spanish yeah. announcement. They're the proper, that's the fame you think of, easily. <laughs> Hugo is a legend, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Just every time the table went through, you just see him slowly sliding off his chair. Or just, yeah, amazing, mate. It, it was like Randy Orton, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brutal, brutal. Uh... That the Dutch it was that the Dutch and I'm seeing that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, let, let's get into match number one now, which was uh Eminem versus that he's been a feature on this show seemingly every episode. But doesn't that speak Matt, volumes? Matt, Matt, doesn't, Matt that, fucking yeah. hard. doesn't that speak volumes? If he's been on every fucking volume of shite we've done, doesn't that speak enough? Yeah. Um, the Hardy boys, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Um, they, they seem to get set up like a couple of days before. It's like, we've got to put a good match on this fucking show to start yeah. it up. Eminem, um, which was Joey Mercury, Johnny Nitro, the now John Morrison, or every other show that he's on. He's Johnny TV. Johnny Impact, Johnny Dynamite, fucking Johnny Southside. Johnny Fusion. Johnny Fusion, uh, where he wrestled in fucking TNT Fusion. J- Johnny PCW, he was that yeah. once. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Melina. John Morrison. John Morrison. Uh, and, and Melina as well. Uh, Melina, Melina uh, b- b- before we get into the actual match itself, Matty, Melina, yes. Cowboy Hats. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say Cowboy, yeah, I'd say maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I have to think about it then. <laughs> uh, i tell you what, who loved Melina during this match, Taz. Yeah. Oh my word! That that fella different was like times, a, dog, a dog on eat. Different times. He was like it was Jerry Lawler, but it was Taz, wasn't it? You know, yeah. you'd expect that out of the King, but out of Lawler going wild for that entrance, wasn't he? Um, what did we think of this matchup? I loved it. I fucking loved this. I always remembered 
as you said there, they had to get a match that was guaranteed to be good on this card. And you had four, yeah. you know, let's not, Matt Hardy was, you know, he was a good worker at one point. So let's he not, was, uh, yeah. he was, he was, he, he was the one that laid the matches out, wasn't he? You can tell. Yeah, <laughs> you can definitely tell. Version, this, version one. Version one was brilliant, but even like the early Hardy boys, you know, and then, yeah, as you say, version one and into this reunion, he had you know, stuff with MVP after this and stuff like that. But it's like this match built and built. And it was one of them matches that had like about four hot tags. You know what I mean? You, you hear them great, like, you know, Rock and Roll Express matches that had yeah. two hot tags. This had like three or four, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And just like it built and it built and it built. And I and I thought it was all the better for it. And it got better and better and better. Proper, proper match this one, like. Um, it, it sort of, for, for myself, it was like, all right, for 15 minutes, and it seemed to drag for the next five. It didn't it see how about people... 20 minutes, 25 minutes, did it? That's what I'm saying, though, but I'm one of them. I can see how people would totally think that, but I'm one of them. Once you go that far, you know what I mean? Once you get past the, the, the two hot tags, I'm like, just keep dragging it for me. You know what I mean? I'm just one of them people that's like, if this goes another 40 minutes, I'm not asked at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just, I think weirdly sometimes about, uh, about matches, but I did think this, honestly, I thought this was really good. Um, some of the notes I got in this match, Matty, here we go. 2006 with the She's a Crack or Chant. <laughs> they're, the orig- they're like 1996 ECW fans who thought, you know what, we're going to pay homage here and go 10 years later and just yeah. try, and, try and cause a chant here. The, the, there was another one. Joey Mercury was a big fan of POD with the white man dreads. I feel so alive. I what feel so alive. What a band, Andy. What a band. But you missed out another chant by the fans at Timberline and it's She Got Herpes. It's yeah. 2006 again. So it's like, you know, the, the stuff the stuff these these poor women had to, had to take, Andy, especially yeah. the original ECW. Well. Like, people it? like Francine. Fucking yeah. hell, mate. Stuff that she used to get chanted at her. Um, the hard is coming out to the television X theme as yes. well. Yes. Um, when Matt, it, Matt Hardy, though, Andy, busting out the aisle, sit down, raise his edges and that, you know, this is the problem. Yeah. Matt Hardy's made up when he's in I there. I love that old gonna... elevator, yeah. like... Yeah, you can tell. Can he loves him he's got someone um, in there the, he can work with. Another one was Melina's scream sounding like the 80-minute hooter in rugby league. Oh, how many times was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the thing from, you know that uh, have you ever seen the film Porkies? It's when it's Kim Cattrall, isn't it? You're on about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like a wolf at the end. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> It fucking is. And I think, <laughs> oh my God. I think Taz even says that, like, fucking hell, she sounds like. <laughs> it's like six or seven times she does it as well. Fucking hell. Yeah. And also, as well, in, in this match, Matty, was the origins of Taz saying yambag. Was he? He, 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 he mentioned, like, my God, Morrison got caught in the yam bag there. Oh, okay, I must have missed that one. And it just every time on AEW when he talks about it, he's like, "Oh, yam bag, yam bag Jones there." Okay, see, I must have missed that. But I did get to, uh, one of my notes here. 
is Mercury, who I do think, you know, good worker. He's one of them yeah. wrestlers. Every time he gets punched, he actually holds his mouth. He actually sells. You know what I mean? He actually, yeah. you know, most wrestlers don't do that. Every time he takes a back bump, he holds his back. He's a good seller for me. But he did let me down with one of his, uh, one of his selling because he landed on his ass for a side effect. It's a flat yeah. back bump for you, Joey. And he's landed on his ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was seen it. So, you know, I'll let him off with that because he is such a good seller. We we you like um you enjoy Joey Mercury or fucking Christian York, his tag team partner. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. was a better worker than Joey. Yeah, yeah. But making he, you know, he was a Shawn Michaels, Christian York, not not Joey. <laughs> One of J and J security though, isn't he? Joey Mercury and he got yeah. the uh, got the run. He did um, become one of the um, office staff there. Um, ended up with uh, Melina getting uh, drop kicked by Nitro by accident. We have a near two fall. Snapshot, which happened. One, two, didn't happen. And then the big swan on onto both of Eminem to get the one, two, three. We also, Andy, had stereo superplexes as well in this, which is a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. Very, as I said, you know, I'd say if I'd, I'd even go on record, I don't do this all the time, but I'd say go and watch this match again. You know, go and give this three a good and a half stars. I did put for this. Yeah, match. I'll, I'll go four. I'll stick my neck out. I'll go first. I really enjoyed this. Honestly, really enjoyed it. One match we probably didn't enjoy was match number two. There's a Matt Striker who had the tightest undies ever. I've said, Andy, my first note is match striker's bills are really off putting. Honest to God, mate, fucking hell. Just fucking put up here a short on. <laughs> this is Balls Mahoney. Um, we'll get into the age game later, folks. Okay. Um, but Matt Stryker, would you say a candidate for worst commentator ever? She, once again, I don't think he's that bad. I don't get the hate he gets. I mean, he can go on with himself. Of course, he can, can think he's a bit smarter yes. than maybe he thinks he is. But I like the own work he puts in. He cares about what he's commentating. You get these, some of the commentators for me that, like, you don't look... I know, so you can go two ways with it, can't you? You can go, well, you don't have to put the own work in if you're naturally good or you've got that voice or whatever. But I think Strikers, I think he's all right. He's not the best. He's far from the worst. I'd always have. You know, I think he'd be better. He's obviously better in a three-man team, maybe not a two-man, but in a three-man team, I'd have him all day. Yeah, I don't mind him. Um, my memory of Matt Stryker is meeting him on the uh, Bourbon Street Strip in New Orleans and saying, "You're right, Matt Stryker." <laughs> yeah. What did I he, said, he sound like? I said, "Tommy Dreamer's up there." If you want to see him, if you've lost your mates and what have you. You know, he seems sound, but he probably just thought, who's this pissed up fucking uh, British fucking cunt? <laughs> well, he probably, you know, he's one of them that, like, I don't know, as I say, you could probably he, be put off by thinking he knows, you know, thinks he knows more than anyone type thing, but... Yeah, he was one of them commentators, I will say, that he thought, he, he, he'd always mentioned like, oh, there was this person in like Britain and like it was the greatest night in the history of our sport and it, yeah. he, he even did that on fucking slap fighting when yeah. that first started off. This is the greatest night in Polish fucking history when yeah. when, when the dumpling got beat off fucking Zales. 
Fucking wanker. <laughs> turned on him. You've turned on him. Um, as a match anyway, Matty. I've just got basic match. The fans like balls, but no, not not good. Just basic. Sky Eye for the one, two, three, though. Was impressed yeah. with the Sky Eye by uh, balls. 1.25 I went on this match. Just like, yeah, just there. Just, half, yeah. just, just a ba so basic. But, yeah, not into it. I did put, he's got his own face on his ass like James Drake last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sabu got attacked in the back uh, and gets replaced, which we'll find out later by Hardcore Holly. And you have chants from the crowd of, Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, they weren't happy about that one. Match number three now, as we have Elijah Burke and Sylvester Turkai. We will get into that fella later. Uh, this is the FBI, which was Nunzio and Tony Mameluke with Trinity of TNA yes. fame. Now, Turkey at Christmas, how apt. As we get into, what do you fancy for Christmas dinner, Matty? Well, as I said before, Andy, if unless you're a vegetarian, if you're a meat eater and you don't have turkey on your plate on your Christmas dinner, you might as well not have one. That's as far as I'll go with that. You've got to have turkey. I don't care if you end up with four meats. You've got to have turkey, Andy, for me. It's, it's right. a must, mate. It's not Christmas. Even if it's a turkey crown, which I probably prefer. I love a turkey crown. Oh, Did, unbelievable. Have you ever tried turkey roast? Like the, the old Burning Matthews, you know, the one in the round fucking hole. That's and... a turkey crown. That's what I'm on about. Yeah, unbelievable. It, it used to shrink to fuck all that. <laughs> oh, but Andy, no, that, that is so nice, though, mate. If you, if you can't be asked doing a proper turkey, that's a go-to, mate. Yeah. I love that. Um, I will say with Christmas dinner, so we used to have a, a lot of, well, we, we used to have a, like a proper butchers down the road. Yeah. And like one of the things we used to have was, um, it was called capon, which is sort of like, uh, I think it's chicken with no bollocks. Okay. Sort of thing. And it used to be fucking excellent every Christmas and that, um, turkey. I, I, I've had a cut. We've had a few times and what have you. I don't mind it. Don't get me wrong. It's it's yeah. all right. But I've started going down more like uh, generally like beefs for like Boxing Day, a bit of beef joint and yeah. Well, yeah, Andy, I, I don't, you've got to have for me on Christmas dinner. You know, as I say, it's a must for turkey. But I think you've got to have like at least three meats, me mate. I think you've got to have a bit of gammon. I think well, gammon's yeah, a must. Well, you're talking, as well. free, you're talking a free meat here, so like, um, I think it's like Aldi who do it or Lidl's. They used to do that, you know, like free bird roll sort of thing, yeah, like pigeon and all that. And fucking, yeah. I tell you what, it was one of the worst things we ever got. That it was just, it weren't good, no. absolutely weren't good. Like my uncle used to have like duck at Christmas, and I used to think duck, duck, duck's a good one. Ah, no, it's gotta be, it's gotta be turkey for me. Man. I, I won't be judge on it. 
It's got to be Turkey, mate. It's got to be like otherwise for me. You might as well cancel Christmas. <laughs> you might as well get rid of it. <laughs> but my absolute favourite, Andy, in the whole world, though, which I don't think we're going to do this year because I'm going up to Steph's family's, but she's got me my own here. I love the cold meat left over on Boxing Day for sandwiches. Oh, oh my God, with a bit of cold stuffing. Yeah, my mouth, yeah. mouth's going, Andy. Oh, mate. Cold meat, proper meat butties the next day. Wow. Oh, Three wow. days of the fucking shit, innit, man? Oh, I, no, I, I, if it lasted the week and didn't go off, I'd eat it all fucking week till New Year's Day, mate. Yeah. Oh, just feed me. <laughs> I love that. And um, like I said, I'll always have beef on Boxing Day. And then just like, you know, slice it up and like a bit of mustard on your butties. Oh, yeah. And in my mouth, I'm salivating here, mate. <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think I think we got the answer from yourself, which is turkey is the, the way. The main it's one. Yeah, it's got to be. Got to be. Um, rolls pota- do you do the cooking in your house on Christmas Day or does um, Steph do it? Oh, Steph. Come on, Steph does yeah. it like, you know. I don't, I, to be honest, I'll do a bit of veg, but I'm useless at roast potatoes and meat, so I just, there's no point in me doing it, you know what I mean? And You, you know, with roast potatoes, I always, um like, a lot of salt and pepper on them, and then, no, the uh, like, put, you know, vegetable oil on them. Yeah. When they you come boil them first. Oh, no, I parboil them. And yeah, 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 yeah. Proper. It's, like, one of my highlights of, of doing the Christmas dinner, yeah. he's doing he's doing them. He's, I tend to just like you know put a bit you know garden peas and what because it's the easiest. And but what you put extra on that you don't have on your roast though? Any do other I have on my roast? Um, like we have it, we don't have, we have stuffing all year round. So yes, like, oh you have stuffing all year round. No, it's for Christmas only. That oh, that rage is that. Oh yeah, every Sunday, Andy, we have stuffing on our every, roast. Every Sunday, every Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah, I won't have a, I won't have a roast. It's me. If I had to pick, like, in me top three things on a roast, stuffing's in there. Like, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I always think stuffing is just for Christmas. Nah, nah. stuffing balls. But Steph usually does a big like tray of stuffing every week. Like, oh yeah. Right, I might come round to yours, mate. Anytime, Andy. Anytime. He picks in blankets, uh, strictly Christmas, though. Yeah, oh, strictly Christmas. blankets. Yeah, they yeah. are Christmas, aren't they? More of a little snack, though. More of a little starter for me because I'll end up eating about ten of them before before my dinner gets dished out. I I, I tend to just say I, I do put them on like the on the Christmas dinner. But I won't have them as like a snack or anything. I don't no. even even when I go out for a meal. I'll only have like a starter and a main course. I'll never have the afters. No, no. Are you an afters person? Not no more, Andy, with my diabetes. But, oh, uh, no, fucking hell. No, but, yeah. diabetes through the roof, man. Oh, mate. But no, I, I'm the same. I, I used to be two out of three because even when I was a big, big, big eater, I still wouldn't go for the three courses. As you say, I'd either get, I'd either get a starter and a main or a main and a pudding. I'd never get all three, ever. Yeah. Weird that. I just wouldn't do it. And and I know some like people were asking me the other night about about the same thing, and it's like, no, I'm a starter's and a main. I don't. I feel like I don't have enough room for a a pudding. I'd rather have a cup of tea. You know, it's weird. Yeah. I'd rather than a dessert. I'd oh, oh we need a, a pint. Well, yeah, <laughs> not a pint of tea either. <laughs> but what about the parsnips? 
<laughs> excuse me, anything like that on your Christmas yeah, dinner? Car- uh, parsnips and carrots, yeah, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll have them in there, a bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of drizzle of oil on them. To... Well, here's one for you. We think we had this in our, in our grapple discord. Like, Steph gets the fucking apple sauce and cranberry sauce. Out oh, of apple sauce. Keep me away from it. Just give me mint. Yeah. That's all I want. Mint and gravy. And I don't like all that. Nah, I'm not into it. I, you, I think you said, like, you're mint gravy on everything, aren't you? Mint gravy, mate. When me... Uh, it's, like, the biggest invention to me. A, a lad I went to, I hadn't seen him for, like, 10 years. Met up at, like, a wedding. One of our mates' uh, mates' weddings. And he was like, mate... Just start putting your mint sauce in your gravy. And I was like, what? As if it was like this big novel yeah. invention. And it was like, mate, ever since, you just don't look back. And honestly, when you do it, you'll never go back. It's yeah. the best. It's so good. It, it, honestly, the listeners will probably love this shit. But we've got to get into mash number three now, which which was Elijah Burke and Sylvester Tokai. This is the FB. I um what did we think of this? Not good. I've got written down <laughs> bad. Sylvester was bad. Really he's, bad. He, he, he's mostly remembered for um Antonio Noki like fucking throwing his scarf in the air. Right, doing that, Luke, Luke Gallows and um in Sylvester to kind Japan's like what fuck this shit. No, well, I, I should have done my research, Andy, but I thought I'd save it to ask you, really, if you know. Was he a genuine MMA guy, or was that his gimmick? He was, yeah, yeah. Was he any, was he any good? No. MMA? No. <laughs> no, because I just thought that was his gimmick, you see, but, yeah, but in a way now I can tell that he might have done it because he was so bad at wrestling. His gear, like, his gear was so generic here, weren't it? Yeah. But, like, the Pope, though, Elijah Burke, like, got a lot of time for him. think he's one of the most charismatic, honestly, he should have been a bigger deal than he was in wrestling. Have you seen Pope. him live? The Pope? Oh, I might have. I can't quite remember. I fucking love him. I fucking think he's, like, even on commentary, I thought he was fucking good. Him and Josh Matthews in, like, the uh, in TNA. You know, mid, mid-2010s TNA, weren't it? Fucking a lot of time for the Pope, like. I, th- I think the only time I saw him live was at uh, Rooms in uh, Preston, and I, I complimented on his hair. <laughs> Do you love it? Yeah, he was like, oh, cheers, man. Yeah. <laughs> probably thought I was a bit of a stalker or a hair yeah. fetish. <laughs> uh, no, but, but the fans in this, Andy, the fans were bored shitless because he they they was very, very light TNA chance in this. And yeah. it was like, what the fuck? But yeah, just not on TV at all. TNA were good in this part, part, part yeah. weren't it? At this, uh, in this year. Um, change the channel chance. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, it ended up with Burkitt in the um, Elijah experience um, to Tony for free. Um, Turkai hit the muscle buster. TNA! <laughs> the old Samoa Joe fucking uh, finisher. Um, I did put it was okay, but a complete squash. One and a half out of five. Yeah, I'd go pretty. I'd probably yeah go the same. And to be fair, just there's a lot like this in there. Yeah, well, the next one could be worse. Oh, this fucking waster is in match number four as we go into Tommy Dreamer versus. Davari, Sean Davari. 
Sean Davari. I thought, like, like Davari, think he's a good wrestler. Think he's he was good in TNA as well. I think he was good on the mic as well. And Do you he, remember like, when he used to come out to the um, the plane going into the Twin Towers? Oh, that was, was that, his was theme, that, weren't it? Was that in TNA? Fuck, was that TNA? Yeah. No, yeah. That, that's bad. That was his theme, a, a plane going into the fucking building. That was the theme. It's no good, that. But that was like, he, I always thought he was good. It was just the size, wasn't it, that, that, that let, like, let him down. You know, obviously in TNA, was he, what champion was he? Was he the ex-champion, wasn't he? Ex-division, yeah. But WWE was never going to be like treated as a serious star, but... Like, but this year, like, it's all about how bad fucking Dreamer is. Like, yeah. Like, this is 17 years ago. He's still wrestling now. He's still a champion. He's fucking, in like a he's major fucking company. digital TV champion, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, just terrible. Why is he like, oh, honestly, like, I'm not negative on many things, but Dreamer for me is just, why is he there? Just... I understand he's got a good mind enough for wrestling. Just let him be a booker or a fucking yeah. commentator or something. Just keep, or even a, a like a, a authority figure, a GM or something. Just keep him off the fucking ring. You know what I mean? Fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Honestly, and he seems, you know, he seems, you know, he's always for young talent as well and stuff like that. Yeah. Fair play to him, but he clings on, doesn't he? He always attaches himself to like the new up and comer yeah. and like he still thinks he's relevant. It's like, just stay behind the scenes, mate. He's like a badly made bed, isn't he? <laughs> Have you seen his hair as well? He's near yeah. 60, isn't he? Fucking hell. Um, it's fucking hell. You have a four-minute sleeper in this match by Davari, sending the crowd to sleep. Um, yeah. It's not good, is it? No, it's bad. Really bad. Davari gets the win, thankfully, with the roll up of the tights. But like the, it's the Carly bomb in it on afterwards where oh, Carly comes out. And I will give Dreamer this. I'll give him this one. When he gives him it on the stage, it's a it's a rough bump. But I love it when the camera comes up and you can just hear Dreamer talking to like one of the uh, referees who come out. I can't feel my feet. I love that. I fucking love, genuinely yeah, love that. So I'll give him that one. Fair play to him there. Um I did put one star out of five, but he's probably lower than that in it, Matty. Yeah, I'd say it's like half a star. Shall we get into match number five now? As um, ten past ten, Mike Knox, yes, with his poles there, with Kelly Kelly as the tag partner versus Kevin Fawn and Ariel Shelley Martinez. Now, one thing I will put here. This is a videotape or a, a, a promo for many of CM Punk's fucking conquests. Uh, yes. My word. Like, even if you've seen CM Punk, now he's returned to WWE. Sorry to talk about CM Punk on a podcast. because I, I thought I could get away for once, you know, man. <laughs> I tell you what, I think everyone's fed up about talking oh, about CM Punk. He's the fucking main event, so we'd have to talk about him, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um... Like nowadays, every picture in NXT is hanging around the women. But when you look at like OVW and ECW, I was watching this match thinking, CM Punk's been with her. CM Punk's been with her. 
But to be fair, I'll not stick up for Philly yet. I mean, they're all flocking to him. Let's not think Ooh, he's flocking. He's, yeah. flocking. he's a good-looking fella, isn't he? You know what I mean? His age and all that. He's still in good neck. He's you're still a little taller than you think he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He is. I think, I've, oh, fucking hell. We were ch- we, I was chatting early with um, with Bash Hill, what, yeah. our mate Chris, and we are chatting about William Regal, and you think, he only looks like a short fella, like 5'10 on telly. It's fucking six five in, in real real life, and he's a fucking huge. Oh, he's, he's Regal's always been a thickly built, stocky yeah. fella, hasn't he? You know, he's got that yeah. barrel, that barrel chest has always been yeah. out there like Regal, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But CM Punk, he's been he's been through Kelly Kelly and been through Shelly Martinez. And yes. there's there's a reason why the camera was focused on Shelly Martinez during this fucking match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different times, Andy. Fucking... Hell, the, the the cowboy hats was like literally flying off here, Matty. As you say, different times, and Taz like couldn't contain himself in this one. He was going <laughs> ballistic. Where the old Peter? It was it, like all Saturday, weren't he? Yeah, he was just fucking having the time. It was like, but this was this was. When the la- when the lads were in there though, like fair play to Knox and Fawn, who might be everyone's cup of tea. I thought the the work they done was was Sam. I thought yeah. it was snug to the point. Some good moves in there, but obviously Kelly and Ariel weren't like. I mean, I don't think Kelly. No offense to her, like didn't end up being great anyway. When I, she I, had I, a run as champion, but she, yeah, where she's just literally been thrown out there. What, what one thing I will say here, Matty, is out of all these people on this show. Who's the richest person out of the fucking lot of them? Be Kelly Kelly, won't it? On Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yep, definitely. She is so minted now. Yeah. (laughs) Barbie Blank, what a name. Barbie Blank, yeah. (laughs) Um, You're right, though. It's like, you know, you, you sort of... Forget like nineteen year old on telly. It's like this one shows you can't you can't have a go. You can't at all. She's getting thrown out there. Probably had not even how many months worth of training, if any at all, at the point where she was just you know hired for eye candy, really. And the gimmick was an exhibitionist, really. She wasn't you know, she did improve, you know. I'm not saying she was ever a great worker, but she did improve and she had like a Divas title run and stuff like that. But here, as you say, nineteen year old, what what do you expect? You know. Um, Ariel, uh, Shelly Martinez, I thought she was very good in, in this match. Yeah, but she's always been a, a, you know, a natural heel for me. You know, she was in LAX, though, weren't she? In, a, in a she TNA was, as well, yeah. So maybe she flip-flopped from face to heel. But she always had that look of a natural heel for me. And yeah, I don't know whatever happened, why she never, I don't know, got signed anywhere else anymore. Some people just go, don't they, Andy? Don't come back. <laughs> Wish some people that stayed around would go away and not come back, to be fair. <laughs> um, so, Ariel in this match, anyway, um, after um, Mike Knox refused a tag and walked out, Ariel won with the face first slam. Um, yes. Sandman made the save here. It's coming out to his bad ECW theme, which wasn't big, enter Sandman. Big Jim comes out big with the Jim, Big destroys. Jim Fulton, yeah. Destroys Fawny with the uh, kendo stick, doesn't he? Um, what would you give this match overall, Matty? One and a half. I, I, I thought I'd say the thought the lads were decent here. Really was impressed, like with, with the work the lads done here. So give them one and a half of that. 
Shall we get into the main event? It's such a short show. Like two hours and ten minutes. Which all wrestling shows should be. Not fucking five hours, AEW. Oh, you're listening, Tony Khan. You can't say that, Andy. You can't have an opinion anymore, mate. You should know that. If you call to Tony Khan, you you can't have an opinion unless you think it's great and it's boss. So don't say that, mate. I know. Sorry. I'll, I'll get me WWE brain out of my head. Um, <laughs> oh, we've all got that somewhere, Andy. <laughs> we have, we have, sir. For good or bad. So the Extreme Elimination Chamber now. As we get into match number six, as RVD faced his... Uh, faced it. What is that fucking word? Faced. Um, test versus Hardcore Holly. The big show. Bobby Lashley and CM Punk. Paul Heyman came out with his riot crew, which were the Bashams. The Bashams, yep. Yeah. I knew that one. Um, I did put Big Show has some major bags under his eyes. Oh, mate. Fucking hell. He's he's been... It looked like it looked like he'd not been asleep. Like you know, like the um the bloke who runs the Newcastle West um hotel and oh, bar yeah. in uh, Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> he'd been on the same job as him. Big Show's been to Tesco, Aldi, Asda, and Little with them bags, mate. He's, he's been all over the show. <laughs> Getting his crimbo shopping in with them. Santa Claus would be proud of them fucking sacks. <laughs> God love him. Um, the show, though. Legendary figure of wrestling, mate. Yeah. Um, test. The only gassed up man in this fucking match. Fucking hell, he dad some... Um, Needles up his ass, honey. He's been on the AJ Styles regime, mate. <laughs> Seen Styles. <laughs> I, will, I will say with AJ Styles, though, because he looks that jacked, he's only because he shaved his chest. Oh, yeah. In answers, that enhances it, doesn't it? He does. <laughs> Just yeah. you to notice that as hell, though. He does, though. When, 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 whenever I've shaved my, like, fucking Homer Simpson hair on here, <laughs> like, I actually... I actually look more hencher than I do. Um, you got it, you, your chest like Bobby Charlton's old dead back in the day. With the little comb over from the chest. It fucking is, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, mate. Um... <laughs> oh, I like this, Andy. I thought, like, people, like, well, we'll go into the uh, our overall thoughts again at the end, but I think people just think, like, this match got shit on. And there's a few chants where. The chat and bullshit when like punk and and uh, it's their favourites in it. That's basically. what it is. But overall, it's like I think this is fucking good. <laughs> it's, 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 it is. It's not bad at all. People just assume everything on the show is shit. This match is good. Like you've got, as I say, in each why it's called the Extreme Elimination Chamber, and there's each a uh, pod has got a weapon. a weapon. So you've got a, a crowbar, a table, a chair, and a baseball bat covered in barbed wire. So like. You've got that element added to it. You've got like test fucking claw and Van Damme's head with the crowbar to get blood, which is fucking good. A good little spot. You've got test again. Who I, I put test up there is probably the MVP of this match, to be honest. Were, 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 you, were you always a big fan of test? I liked them. I know people can go overboard with him that he should have been like a WWE champion and it was a missed opportunity. But I, I like Test. I thought he had a he great was... theme tune. I will yeah, say the great that. theme tune. He, he was, was a fucking... highlight of WWE the music volume four. four. 
Yeah. 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 Don't get me wrong, he was never good on the mic. He had no like no. charisma, but he should always have had a mouthpiece or a manager with him or a valet who could speak for him. But in the ring and like the presence, like that type of like the look, dare I say the look that like, you know people yeah. might go with. But it's like I thought, you know, he had a great move set, moves with a Z. You know, he, he done a lot of moves. He always sat out, he always landed flat for his moves. He was one of them wrestlers, but and he when he was a heel as well, he was fucking unlikable he was vile yeah. so he had that about him as well so I, I like test a lot i had a lot of time for him but the elbow drop off the top of the pod andy i, I forgot fucking all I, fucking I thought van damme was hitting the five star because i've seen that yeah. in the original limit and i when he pushed him off and put the chair on put the chair on his face and then he done the elbow off the pod test to the chair it fucking looked great i forgot yeah. i was made up with that fucking great spot um like we said, there's many eliminations in this match, and p- people didn't like when RVD went, and also CM Punk. Fair play, though, you know, you know that's fair play. That's fair. And, play. and then it were left with, with mainly the, like the WWE guys at the fucking end with with Ted. And it's Vince. There was like an elimination, wasn't it, on our Corolli, where it's just like, oh, the crowd's like, mm, was that an elimination or something, or? Yeah, the ref it fucked up. He didn't weird, count the three, did he? Yeah. The ref bottled it and thought he was going to kick out. Yeah. And, uh, I think it was Mickey, Mickey Enson, wasn't it? Mickey J. He, he was, yeah. And he just got it wrong. Fair, you know, whatever. But but it was one of them. Like, it's the old Vince stuff, in it? Like, you've got yeah. your, your baby face. Got to overcome the two monster heels in Test and Big yeah. Show. You know, it's that time. Remember when he done it with Roman? And Big Show and Kane in that rumble, it was like fucking hell, Vince. You know, how many years later? You know, there the, the was a chant in this of uh, "Where's my refund?" Yeah, when like when I say when Punk and uh, Van Damme especially went out of there, because they knew Bobby was going to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. They knew Bobby was going over, and you know, he, he speared both Test and Big Show. What you'd expect, and he, he's, he's so improved nowadays, Bobby Lashley, from what he was then. Like, Do you know what it, it was, Andy? Honestly, like it was just TNA run. Is yeah. is mid two thousand mid two thousand and tens TNA run when he come back and he was the champion. That was a yeah. completely different. Re- and then when he come back to WWE, it, it took him a year to find his feet because they had him as this like bland baby face coming back, and it was like. And then eventually they got it right with him, and he's fucking he's boss last night. Like. But, but but even now, like uh, even though it's supposed to be like a, a bad guy trio. Him and, like and the, the, him and the street profits, they love him. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they love them too. As they love them too. Yeah, yeah. They've got to be faces again. They will be soon enough. But um, that's December to December. We, we've talked about it in half an hour, and and people thought like, how can they review this differently? Well, we have done. We've just flown through it and just give our thoughts on different wrestlers. But I think this is where, like, we might be be different to other people who do break it down, Andy. We're probably not going into the... I know we mentioned the backstage, you the know... weeds. Politics yeah. and stuff. But, like, we're not really asked, are we? We like, we like no. to judge what we're watching on the telly. We're not really too fussed about all that. And maybe that's why we are a bit different and, dare to say, slightly more positive. Don't get me wrong. There was four matches in the middle that were, weren't good at all. Yeah. But, yeah, shite. Let's, let's not have it, Andy. Let's call it for what it is. But... I do think the bookends of the show, the opener and the main event, 
I think we're really forced. Maybe not four, not maybe not totally four stars in the main event. Maybe three, seven, five, and four stars in the opener for sure. But you know, it's not as completely horrific as people think. Yeah, because of them two matches. But the middle bit is every bad as what people think. So. Yeah, it's a better show that I think I told yourself like last week. Like. It's a better show than people think it is. And because it's shorter as well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if that was an extra... Maybe if it had an extra match or two, an extra four yeah, minutes, it'd be fun. Maybe if you watched it, like, about three or four years ago and you think, this is terrible, I've wasted two hours of my life. Whereas now, because we're so, like, programmed to three-hour wrestling and fucking... You, you see AEW pay-per-views. WWE, even now... Not not five hour pay per views, but they got it down to like a nice tight two and a half three hours. And that's, what again. Want, that's what people want is they want a two hour pay per view or two and a half hours to to digest because like attention spans nowadays. Like one of the most popular things is like people putting videos on TikTok, which are like thirty seconds, YouTube and, shorts, yeah, and all that. But Andy, you know, I see what I I agree with you, like. The, the B pay-per-views of WWE should be between two and a half and maybe two and three quarters, whatever, you know what I mean? But yeah. your WrestleMania, your SummerSlam, your Royal Rumble should all be like three and a half hours. You should have that extra. Like WrestleMania used to be four hours and everyone was three special. hours. Exactly. You know, but whereas... You're, you, I know AEW only have four... Well, they used to only have four pay-per-views. And they're like six hours with the pre-show. It's like, yeah. what, what is going on here? I think you'd feel worn out, don't you? It's because again, like, and this is where, like, I see it on on Twitter all the time. You know, there'll always be it's, there's no malice involved with no one. We all have different opinions. I've said it for since I've started podcasting, and we all have different views. We all like what we like. We all are programmed to what we like, and that's fair enough. But I've seen a lot of this lately, where like, you know, if you don't really like the long matches, or you don't understand stories, or you don't understand this, it's like, as you say, Dave, you're watching fucking. A six-hour pay-per-view with like 12, 25 minute matches. Like they're gonna seem rolled into one to me, you know what I mean? Especially if they haven't had that big storyline going in. It's like it's just do you get what I'm saying? We're just watching. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what I'm yeah, watching. Just, I, I, mean, I think I think I think half the time, Matt, is like with wrestling nowadays. Um, sorry to go off on a tangent with this, um, listeners, but oh, I know, it's, you know. it's like you'll watch a great match and then forget about it the next day. I think this that's a lot, a lot of the issue nowadays. But, Andy, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not so naive to AEW because I do follow, like, I watch all the angles and the storylines and maybe not all the matches, but I kind of know what's going on. And it's like, I'd much rather have... And people might disagree because people might look at, as, as I always say, we all, it's like lyrics for me with music. You take yeah. your own whatever you take from it. With wrestling, we all watch it differently. We all take different things from it, you know. And I think, like, I'd much rather have, you get a cold-ass match, whatever, mm. and then you're meant to be telling this story in the match, right? As you say, you'll forget about that. I'd much rather have a totally great build-up of storyline, which you can obviously play into the match as well. That's more memorable. Yeah. Than that, you know, like you just said, there. It's it, it to me, it's baffling. But you know that that's what like I look for, and you know. But once again, that's why we all love it, Andy. As I say, coin me phrase, the beauty of the business. That's why we're all here, mate. We all talk about it. It is, pal. Um, love it. Live for it, though. Live for it. So that might be December to this member ended, 
But as ever on this show, we end on play your ages right. Here we go. Well, I've already got me here, and I'm still out that half a pint, Andy. That's to turn into a full didn't pint. I get, didn't I get you? you one? Didn't know. You said you were going to, but then I said I'll get me it later, and then we ended up fucking pissed, didn't we? And talking oh, about we, we CM Punk, obviously. So yeah, I'll get you one in the new year. I promise. I'll okay, mate. Um, so this is play your ages right. Here we go. Twenty-one. Do you want to play twenty-one? Do you feel lucky? I do. I feel it's Christmas season, and let's go for it. Um, so, the basis around this game is 21 wrestlers or participants on this show. How old were they in 2006? Okay. This is a good game, I will say, as in terms of ages, because there's a lot of closeness with the ages. Let's start as the, as the ace card... Melina, 27. Okay. Higher or lower than a Melina? Jeff Hardy. Ooh, higher. 29. Oh! Matty, Jeff Hardy is 29. There we go. 2006. Higher or lower? Number three. Johnny Nitro. Lower. And I say he's Molina's age, 27. Fucking hell. He's, he's been around to the Johnny Nitro birth certificate. So, um, <laughs> 27 is okay. Johnny Nitro. Higher or lower now? This is probably maybe an easy one. Matt Hardy. Well, he's the older Hardy, isn't he? So, he's older than Jeff. So, he would have been... 31 32 ah, I was say that. okay so higher or lower than the Matt Hardy um, if he's got his knees straight which is a fucking hard <laughs> job um, Joey Mercury I'd say he's 30 lower he's lower but he's 27 fucking hell okay higher or lower than a Joey Mercury now. Matt Stryker. Ooh, I mean, he looks older. Yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be. He's got to be 30. 32? Yeah, he had to be. He had to be. Higher or lower than a Matt Stryker now? <laughs> balls. If we balls were only is lower than 32, yeah. Ball. I'll quit Everton. <laughs> he's got to be 35. So you're saying Balls Mahoney is 35. Balls Mahoney is older, but he's 34. Fucking hell. He has had a hard paper around up them fucking cobbled streets of um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Trinity. Ooh, yeah, she's not young. I'd say she's 30. Young, so lower. Lower than Balls Mahoney. She's got to be. She can't be older. Older, so you're saying lower than a balls, lower balls, yes. Trinity is older, fucking hell, 35. 35. Fair play, looks Fair. well for her age, looks very well. I always had a thing for Trinity. 
Um, Nunzio. Old Guido old, Maritano. I was going to say old James Maritano. Um, Higher or lower than the Trinity? This will be close. I reckon lower and he's 34. So you're saying 34 lower. And um, the answer is Nunzio Guido Maritato is 34. <laughs> There we go. There what, we go. What's on? You can judge in age, can't you, Matty? Oh, yeah. yes. I, I like to think, think so. I, I, I hope you think I'm 29, mate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not 39. Fucking <laughs> hell. What an old cunt. Um, anywho, thou shall have a Turkey when the boat comes in. Um, Sylvester Turkey. This is going to be hard. I'd say, once again, very close, but just younger. 33. Ooh. You're wrong. As oh. Sylvester Takai is 36. Is he the oldest so far on the show? Yeah. yeah. I will I will say he's the second oldest on this show. Fuck me. Well, I know the oldest is. Go on, go on, go on. Um next up, so so currently we've had 10 wrestlers and Matty's got eight right, which is an 80%. Answering correctly. There we go. Good work. And he's, you know what? I will give him a couple of a uh, couple of points more because he he did get the ages right. Next up, Elijah Burke. Oh, he's younger than thirty six. He's I reckon he's. I go late twenties here. I go twenty nine. Twenty five. Fucking hell. He's a young lad here, isn't he? He's only 42 now. He's got another run left in him. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. Get him back. <laughs> Tony Mameluke. Oh, God. He must be... Ooh, I'm going to... I'm gonna First one I'll go for. I'll go for the same age. 25. You think he's same? Not higher or lower? I think he's same. Book. Yeah. Well, he's higher... Than Elijah Burke, 29. Okay, okay. Higher or lower than a Tony Mameluke? Sean Davari. Slightly younger, 27. Fucking hell. So you're saying 27-year-old Sean Davari. Go a bit lower. 22. Two little ducks. Fucking hell, 22? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Davari was like 21 when he's with Muhammad Hassan? Yeah. And 20? Yeah. Fucking hell, blew me mind. Jesus Christ. Didn't know he was that young, so he's what yeah. now? He's, he's, he's probably still got a run now? in him. He's oh, got, got, a run he's got another him. fucking two runs left in him. Yeah. But he's, he's near agent though. I'm sure he's an agent backstage in W. He is, yeah. I think yeah. um Aria Devar is in fucking AEW, so uh, it's probably he's 39 now, Devari. Yeah. Fuck me. Is an easy one for you, Matty. Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> fucking hell. I bet he's only about 32 here though. Older, obviously, but I reckon 33. Let's go. Because I reckon he's 51 now, or 50. So yeah, Tommy, Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer is 35 on this show. He's 
four years younger than me, and he's a fucking dinosaur. Oh. You know Who when he probably had his. You know what? Like ten years before this was when he had his run. Twenty-five, and he looked like a badly made bed then. Yeah. Move on from DMF. Spoke too much about him in this episode. <laughs> Don't want to give him much fucking uh, promotion. Um, next up, 10, 10 past 10, Mike Knox. Oh, late 20s. Uh, 29. <sighs> 28. Okay. As we go into Mike Knox. Um, next up, higher or lower than 10 past 10, uh, Kevin Fawn. Mordecai. Um, let's go. Mm, lower to Knox was 28, was he? Then Mordecai 26. Kevin Fertig. And <laughs> um, Kevin Fertig was what do you say? 26 lower. He was 29. Older than Knox, look at that. Yeah. Next up now, Ariel. Oh, she would have been pooh. See, it looks like it punk likes him young. I reckon 25. <sighs> Near enough. He was uh, she was younger, 26. Okay. Obviously, Kelly Kelly's younger, 19. No, uh, Kelly Kelly's not on this because it'd be very easy. Okay. Uh, she'd be like the youngest one on the show. So I, I didn't involve Kelly Kelly on the show, which okay. was CM Punk, Phil. Phil. So Phil now is... Oh, I should know that. Talk about him enough. I should know his fucking date of birth, his fucking height, his weight, his what he eats for breakfast. Um, <laughs> if you need any help, just message Benno. <laughs> right. I'll guess Phil is 46. So seven. Ooh, I'd say Phil's 29 on this. Near enough, 28. Okay. So he got older there. The big show. Saying that the show's older, but he'd be about 31. I know because he started young in the business, didn't he? So um 34. Oh, 34, the show. Hardcore Ollie. He's Bob. gotta be the he's gotta be the oldest on the card. He, he is it correct, Matty. And I'm gonna go. He's at 40. I reckon he's the only 40. Yeah, I reckon he's 40 on this. Um, he's 43. Fucking hell. Fair play. So, for the speedboat now, Paul Heyman. Oh, Heyman's younger. Heyman's well younger. Heyman's about... So, he's 28. 38. Oh, saying that, and I reckon Heyman's 41. <laughs> I've got that right, haven't I? I can tell by your face. Matty. For the speedboat, which I've still got an order from uh, speedboats.com, <laughs> Paul Heyman is 40. Yes. One. Is that, can I turn that half a pint into a full pint when I see Oh, you? you're a full pint yeah. now, mate. Or a two fades. Paul Heyman. <laughs> Wild Andy, wild fucking. You always, you always think of him. He's always been like forty-one when he was in nineteen ninety. <laughs> I think I put one up on Twitter the other week. Him and Austin, 
on the Dangerous Alliance and like they're both late twenties or mid twenties. It's fucking bananas. It's it's fucking wild age, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. I don't want to think about it anymore as I'm getting older. Like, but there you go. That's that that's the last player ages right of the series. Yeah, shite. Volume six, the final dump. Yes. What what a ride it's been, Matty. Oh, Andy, it's been brilliant, mate. It's fucking been. I've had such a a laugh, a good time. Like, hopefully, that's what we uh, we try and give every, all the listeners. Andy is just like that bit of light and relief. But you know, obviously, we take our wrestling serious still, Andy. But we, you know, we don't go into like the other stuff like we said before. Really, you know, we might have done on on certain things, but overall, we like to just comment on what we see and. You know, it's we, we, like, as I say, hopefully everyone's had a good good laugh and a good time listening to us. And thanks again for everyone that did has listened to this series and that voted on your uh, Twitter poll and that. And just hope everyone's enjoyed it, Andy, and has a, uh, has a great Christmas. Well, th- that's what we hope at the end of the day. Um, yeah. No, 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 myself, like, watching all this fucking terrible wrestling, is, I, I seem to subject myself with, like, terrible wrestling. Like over over the last no, year, well, <laughs> what shite and uh, FWA, uh, which you can follow FWA dot FWA pod on Twitter, uh, and also um, like UWA Wrestling Rampage. Just watching some of this stuff, it's it makes you sometimes makes you appreciate like good wrestling. But then again, when you do look back on some of this stuff, like I was going to say December, December stuff, remember, yeah. I think we both thought. This isn't a bad show. Even some of the wrestlers we've discussed in, in other shows or matches, we, we've come out of it saying, like, you know, maybe it's not, you know, we've had loads that are complete shite, of course, but we've had stuff yeah. that's like, wait there a minute. I think that just gets lumbered in because people just like to say it or people haven't watched it in a long time yeah. or it's the narrative going round. But it's like, go back and watch stuff and, and, and have a go and, and, and judge for yourself. But there's been stuff that has surprised me on, on, this, uh, on this journey we've been on hand. It has. We've come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll we're never not forget. Too sure where we've been. We'll never forget. <laughs> but no, it's as I say, Andy. But you know, hopefully, in twenty twenty four, we'll uh, we'll start another season up, and uh, we'll we'll release this on you know because it's a BBC like sitcom like um, blueprint we've used. We might bring it out on physical, Andy. We'll try and get it in, get it out on physical DVD before that completely fucking dies as well. So, yeah, we we've got a uh, muck to yeah. come, haven't we? We have, we have, we, we'll have, we'll bounce some ideas off over the new year, and uh, listeners can uh, look forward to that. But I will say, with with, with this show of, of shite, we came up with it while talking in a pub. <laughs> That doesn't sound like you, does it? It doesn't, <laughs> wrong, does it? Yeah, that's why we came up with the idea, Matty, weren't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, just over a year ago. We should always do a show together and what have you. Yeah, just over, well, I thought we'd just do just a one-off, Andy, and, uh, you know, it's turned into this, which has, uh, you know, more than pleasantly surprised me, and I've enjoyed it, mate. And as you say, like, it's, it's worked out well because, you know, with my OCD as well, it's... Every two months, six episodes. So we do February to December, isn't it? The way it works out. So that's a perfect fucking fitting into the schedule as well, Andy. So look forward to 24, mate. And once again, everyone listening, I'm beating the same drum here, but have a great Christmas. You know, enjoy it. 
with your loved ones, you know, or what, do whatever you want to do. Eat, eat to your heart's content. Eat that chocolate for me that I can't have none to, uh, and drink all that uh, that bad fizzy stuff that I can't have. But yeah, I hope everyone has a great Christmas and a great New Year as well. I genuinely mate, mean that. And make sure you eat some turkey. Make sure, yeah, because I won't be happy. I will not be happy. Make sure even if there's none there, just go buy yourself a fucking, even if it's turkey slices, it's got to be some sort of turkey. <laughs> it's Christmas for God's sake. Um, b- before we do go, uh, Matty, um, where can we follow you? You've, got, you've probably got a lot of plugs, patreon.com forward slash grapple. <laughs> That's actually your brain, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, obviously we've got a lot coming up. I'm guessing this is dropping, is this dropping tonight, Andy? I, I assume it will you're very do, yeah, quick, yeah. yeah. As, so as we're recording, it will be yeah, up there been, straight away. And no editing on this fucking side of things, is there? <laughs> no, well, we've got, you know, we're, we're dating this. It's the, what date are we? We are the 17th as we speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah December. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, upcoming this week on patreon.com forward slash grapple for the most part. We have got, what have we got, Andy? We've got a lot going on. We've got you Christmas got the grappies, the grappies. We've got the Christmas Film Club, which is Home Alone. Which Ben, I think Ben's going to mean, but, you know, for the Christmas, Christmas Civil War. Yeah. He, he's paid a few people off, hasn't he? But we've got that coming up. We've got the yeah, the uh, the infamous Graffy Awards and the Crappy Awards, which we give our best and worst of the of the year's uh, wrestling takes. And uh, you know, hopefully, as JP says, this year it'll be a lot more closer. This year, a lot more getting our thinking caps on. And then we've got the Ask Grapple at the end of the month as well, Andy. Uh, yeah. You know, where uh, we speak to uh, everyone, all the friends <laughs> of the show and stuff like that, and yeah, take questions and and have a good laugh and a good a good drink and uh, end the year properly. But yeah, and also, you know, I think I'm uh, I think I'm allowed to say this. I'm I'm, I'm in uh, the on Poison Rana this uh, coming Thursday night. Me and Benno were a uh, tag team in the quiz of the year, uh, and Benno says he's picked me as his partner, Andy. Which I don't know. I believe him or not. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know for that. To, to, to be honest, I was his tag team partner last year, and we ended up having a fucking uh, marital split, didn't we? <laughs> we did, and yeah, I take once I'm in my own mate, I do take it serious. So Benno doesn't have to worry because once I'm in there, I want to win anything I'm a part yeah. of. So hopefully, you have a good time with uh, catching up with the poison Rhino lads as well for that, and um, and also hopefully, I think it's tomorrow night. I might be. Calling in with Benno for the post Christmas um, Christmas show that they're doing, so it'll be nice to finally speak to the the lads on post as well. So hopefully that can uh, can happen. Yeah, and as I say, just thanks to everyone that's listened to to grapple throughout the year, and myself and the lads, we're all appreciative. And let's continue in twenty twenty four, Andy. Let's talk about the business till there ain't no business no more, mate. That's what we're here for. I always remember the days when you were a podcaster, Matty. <laughs> oh, I mean, and I still don't. I still don't like. Class myself as one, even though I am one. So it's, yeah. it's just a weird time. And as I say, just I just love just talking about the business, mate. Whether it is serious or whether it is just having a laugh, I just like to talk about it all the time, mate. And once again, thanks for you know being my you know tag team partner this year as well, mate. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, as ever, Matty, love you, mate. Yeah. Um, you follow me at Augie Part Free on Twitter. Go and follow us at um, GCP Podcast One. I might have changed the name now, which we're reverting back to our old name, the oh, Graps okay. and Claps Podcast. There we go. That's what people want to know us for and what have you. So that's something for the new year. And um, 
You'd also follow us on Instagram as well. We've now Graps and Claps podcast on there as well. If you search us up, give us a follow on there. We'll be um, sharing all the um, the shows as, as ever. And um, yeah, no, uh, fucking cheers for listening to um, Shite All. Yeah, yeah, honestly, thanks like for everyone listening to this. It, it's been a great, been a great project with uh, with me and Matty, and I've always gone away like with a smile on my face and. Just it just enjoying like listening to Matty, you know, like he's a fucking great person to listen to as a like a, as a podcaster, and I hope, hope the listeners have enjoyed this a lot. Um, but as ever, that that is shite volume six, the final dump. As I try and find the end recording button on StreamYard as ever. Because it's not very good when you try and work the full screen and then go to the short screen. But <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. All it's the been best. Emotional. Thank All you. All the best. And good night. Bye. That's Bantu language for bye. Bye. <laughs>